0: Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, David
1: Farmer. Hey, Launch University listeners, this is David Farmer, and I am joined today by my good friends and co-mentors, Jeff Henderson. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Dave. Who's this guy to my right? Yeah, and Shane Benson. (laughs) Hey, guys. Great to
2: be back. Sorry I've been a little bit on hiatus, but uh, great to be back.
1: He's just been loading his wagon up, and we can't can't wait to hear what he's got to unpack for us. Um, Hey, today's episode is what we're going to be calling a Mid-Year Reset. And we're actually just kind of hanging out at the Atlanta Tech Village today, which is in Atlanta, obviously, in Buckhead. It's kind of a, uh, an incubator and startup for a lot of young companies. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that, let me point you back to Episode 70. When we had Karen Halton on the show, and she talked about that. So we won't say a lot more about it, but if you hadn't heard that one, you should go back and check it out. But we're hanging out at Atlanta Tech Village, and we want to talk a little bit about this idea of reset. And I want to reference back to something we did early in the year. We had um, a tool that we put out called Rocket Fuel. And if you're not familiar with it, you can actually text the code ROCKET to 345-345, Three four five three four five, and you'll get this free, downloadable PDF resource. But it's where we gave some tips for how to get your year started, off to a good uh, start, just practices that we enjoy, things that have helped us. And weekend. they are
2: tips that work throughout the year as well, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so. good. And, it was,
1: and, and so I think that that message was well-received. But here we are, and we're approaching the midpoint in the year as we record this. And we thought, well, it's a good time to sort of – take stock of how the year's going and think about um, what adjustments we might want to make as we uh, move ahead. And so that's what we want to spend the next few minutes talking about. And we've got kind of a, a, here's the general outline. I'm going to lay it all out for you. We're going to talk about rest and reflect first. This is the three R's, rest and reflect. um, It's really four R's now, I realize, but it's meant to be three R's. Rest and reflect counts as one R. Uh, Rituals. And then this idea of recommitting to your year. So I really want to begin um, with this notion of rest and reflect halfway through the year. And Jeff, I may start with you. As you think about that concept, what's the counsel you might give to somebody that's been grinding away uh, so far in 18 well, I'll say this too, David, if, if you're listening and you've
0: not made any mistakes, you've had no struggles, no failures, no challenges, you can hit the uh, delete button right now. Uh, because I think we come into this going, you know, we have big plans for the year. And then, oh, I hit a bump or hit challenges. Hey, that's, that's part of life. So the reason that Rest and Reflect is so important is to not only just be ready for the next season, but to also make sure... That you count the wins more than you count the losses and uh, I've I've read a book recently where it says the negative things that happen uh, have a bigger weight on us than the positive things and so that can shift um, our outlook on the future in a negative way it's much like if you get ten emails and nine are really positive but there's one that's negative we tend to lean toward toward the negative so overweight it right you overweight Uh, you, You overweight bad customer feedback versus positive customer feedback. Not that we can't learn from all of that. But one of the reasons rest and reflect is good is to reprioritize and make sure that you have a balance between the negative and the positive. And when you reflect on the positive and build upon that, you can actually build more momentum than just reflecting on the negative.
1: Shane, what do you think we really mean when we say rest and reflect in the context of working your game plan out over the course of a year?
2: Well, I don't think it means a cup of coffee at Starbucks. I think it's a little more than that. That can be a great place to start, but... Personally, I think it's try and carve out at least a half a day or a day even to seriously look at your goals that you've kind of set, reflect on those wins that you've had, and look for an opportunity to celebrate some of those things, but literally create enough margin so that you can have some time to do the proper amount of reflection. Because trying to do that in a 30-minute window or an hour-long window, sometimes you just need some time for your brain to kind of relax and rest. And then it gives you a chance to reflect. So I'd say take about a half a day or a day to do so. It doesn't hurt. Think about one day out of a year to do that about midway through the course of the year is really powerful.
0: And you you, you sort of feel guilty doing that. I know. But one of the things I realize is in those moments of rest, that's really where the great ideas
1: go to hide. And I might add it, it can be longer than that. It could be um, a weekend retreat. It might be a week at the beach. Uh, I know I went on a little retreat with Mallory recently, and one of the folks who spoke is actually NFL quarterback Kirk Cousins, who I did not know a lot about, but I have to say. I, he, Go Vikings. Yeah, he just moved from the Redskins to the Vikings. I walked away going, whoa, that, that guy's impressive. Uh, he was really thoughtful, very articulate, and one of the things he shared was a change of pace and a change of place Can lead to a whole new point of view and so you reference going to starbucks which is can be helpful and that may be part of a routine for you maybe it helps to get outside your routine and just go off
2: let me build on that a little bit so i took an opportunity a couple months ago and i'm on a trip i've got all day i what essentially it is just extended my trip through that evening and left out the next morning on an earlier flight. So what was fascinating is after I'd had all these consulting sessions, midway through the day, I had the rest of the day open in a different city, in a different place, and was able to go to some places I haven't been before and literally pause, hit the pause button, think about my life, think about the goals that I'd set, and spent all night uninterrupted, uninterrupted between the hotel room and some different venues and. In, got up the next morning refreshed and ready to head back home. And so just getting a little bit more creative, I love this idea of the slowing down the pace and looking for a different place to do that can help.
0: And one of the ways we say it is your life moves to a better place when you move at a sustainable pace. So I think pacing is really important. And the middle part of the year gives you an idea to kind of score yourself or grade yourself in terms of how you're doing that.
1: All right. So I want to build on that. Um, imagine you you are taking our counsel and you're busting out of your normal routine and you're getting off. And one of the intent, part of it's just literally to rest, you know, just slow down and and physically and mentally, emotionally let yourself recover. But um, part of it is to reflect back. And uh, we joked with Shane about we hadn't seen him in a while. He's had a lot going on in his family, really some challenging circumstances, the loss of his father uh, recently, but also some great things to celebrate with his kids graduating from high school. And then... One of his, his his oldest son just graduated from the U.S. Army Ranger program, which is pretty unbelievable. The 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 training that he went Rangers through. Rangers lead the way. So congratulations uh, to you on that, Shane. Thanks. But Shane didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was really supportive. Yeah, very supportive. I wrote a lot of letters. Wrote he had to letters. coach
1: up a son that was yeah. tough That's enough true. to That's make true. it through that yeah. program. So I do think you get yeah. some credit, Shane. But it, I, the reason I make reference to it is the army has a practice of after-action review. So Shane, I may get you to speak a little bit to how we can incorporate the the notion of an after-action review into our own time of reflection.
2: Yeah, I think it's really important. It is a it is a concept of military concept actually that after literally every mission every objective it's called an after-action review it's basically what what went well what didn't go so well and what are we gonna do differently think about that as it regards to your personal plan what's gone well in the first six months celebrate what hadn't gone so well just take note of that and then what are you gonna do differently and I think that's a that's an appropriate way to leverage an after-action review personally
1: you may even score yourself, you know, and, and give yourself the freedom to be really honest because you don't have to share it with anybody. Maybe you have some accountability partners or mentors you want to share it with, but it's just for you so you can really be honest to your point about what's gone great, give yourself great marks, where it didn't go as well as you'd hoped, and you're honestly disappointed, and then you can talk about what's the intervention that might help you uh, get that, that particular part of your life back on track. Anything you guys want to add to this whole idea of uh, rest, reflect? Good can, so far. Can Take you us. think of a time when you've done this um, recently and it, was, it, it really made a difference?
2: Well, I mean, honestly, everything that I've gone through in the last couple months um, uh, recently got away from all of it and just literally sat for a couple days, read, reflecting on what was going on and creating that margin to be able to do that, I think is really, really important. So personally, I mean, in this season just recently, it really has helped me. And it was a good reminder that this is so helpful in your personal life, your professional life. Um, it just helps.
0: Yeah. And I think we know we've heard this before that if you don't do this, your body will shut you down at some yeah. point. So yeah. it's rather, it's better to lead yourself instead of having your body lead, your body will shut That's down. That's
2: so true, Jeff. Cause I mean, all of us listening and participating today, we've all had those moments where our body did shut us down. Yeah. Like we were just exhausted, and your body says, You need to rest. And you better reflect because you can't keep doing this. You can't keep sustaining it this way. So why don't you just be a little bit more intentional about taking some of that time to do that?
1: We just went to the beach as a family a couple weeks ago, and honestly, the weather wasn't as great as we'd hoped. We had a lot of rainstorms that popped up. We would got to the beach, storm pops up. We had to pack it all up, head back in, and it just forced us to kind of slow it down um, even slower than sitting out at the beach. But you you take a nap, and you realize, I don't know when I last took a nap, yeah. and naps are good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. So give yourself permission
0: to do and, that. And when you study the life of Winston Churchill and others at that that time of, of when that was all happening, he did that. He yeah. took a nap in the middle of the day, and he did pretty well.
1: And yeah. a
2: world war was going on. <laughs> yeah. right. So I think we can all afford well, to take fair. a nap. Yeah.
1: All right, let's shift from rest and reflect to the second R, which is rituals, and I don't know how that word lands on you. Maybe it has a negative connotation, but I want to suggest for purposes of this conversation that there are rituals that you can create in your life um, They kind of give structure to areas of your life, and it really helps you, in part because it may... Uh, take some of the work associated with planning out. You don't have to think and reinvent the wheel every day. They're just some things that you know are tried and true. They work for you. And if you practice them, you know that over the course of time, the benefits really start to pile up. So, Shane, I may start with you. Talk about a ritual that that you think might uh, be a good example of what I'm describing.
2: Well, and uh, before I do that, I'll just—a simple analogy for that is— You want to have things in your life, rituals in your life, that you don't have to think about a whole lot. You know, I think about every time I get in my wife's van, I have a ritual. I push the seat adjustment button because she's a little bit smaller than I am. I put my seatbelt on and I start the car. I don't even think about it. It's just what I do. It's a system that's in place mentally. So if you think about... The systems that we have in place in regards to rituals in our personal life. One of the things I, I, we talk a lot about, especially on this podcast, is the power of an early morning success ritual. Mm-hmm. What is that success ritual that you have in place? For example, do you wake up and immediately do a devotion? Do you wake up and immediately kind of run into do some exercise for 20, 30 minutes? Then what is next? Do you then do some devo- devotional time? Do you read? then you drive to work, then once you get to work, you knock out 30 minutes worth of email. Think about that block of time, and think about how could you do a reset in regards to what your early morning success ritual, like. what are those things that if you will do these three or four things and make them ritualistic, how much more success will you have throughout the day by doing that?
1: Yeah, and we, we all learned that concept from Tommy Newberry. He wrote a great book, Success is Not an Accident. We worked with Tommy. We'll reference that on our show notes. But he goes so far as to teach scripting. And you literally, almost if you were producing a show, you would have a very tight script. Not a lot of wiggle room. It's going to start at a certain time. It's going to end at a certain time. Things need to happen on pace. Well, you could script your morning, and I've actually done that, and I've got a whole routine that I go through, and I know exactly how much time I need, and I've learned that I can even take that on the road. Maybe you have to modify it a little bit when you're on the road, and maybe there's a slightly different version for weekend when you're not having to hustle out the door to get to your work or school. But, um, that i I was not even a morning person. I was arguably the kind of guy that wanted to stay up late at night and just kind of had to drag me out in the morning. But adopting this, um, has really, it's made a huge difference because it gives me a chance to do things at a time when I'm not getting interrupted by others. So Jeff, I know you're you're an early morning guy. I know this is big for but I you. I think
2: the key to Jeff sometimes is you have what's called kind of this nighttime success ritual. Talk a little bit about that too.
0: Well, it's been one of the things I really wanted to focus in on this year. I think I'm better in the morning than I am at night. But um, the thing with the nighttime success ritual is, I think you put. I, I do believe in this whole subconscious mind, and and at when it's when you're at rest, it's working. And if you go to bed thinking all the things that went wrong or fear, that's what's going to be, you know, resonating with you. So if you can be ready to go, what went well and what do you want to focus in on the day before? I think it really helps you get a head start. Uh, As our friend John Woodall says, a great day begins the night before.
2: And things like putting out your workout clothes, like having a systematic, like five minutes before I go to bed, I'm going to set my workout clothes out so that when I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I see and I go, oh. I need to work out right,
1: and can I? Th- I like to think of that as a way to take friction out. Oh, that's so, good. So friction might prevent me from finishing the drill, but if I put my workout clothes out, if I actually know what my workout's going to be, so I don't have to think it up in the morning when maybe I'm not, I'm really not thinking clearly yet. It helps. I just need to execute the plan. Now,
2: <laughs> I, this is terrible, but I'll, I'll just admit it when I was training for this pretty intense event, there was a season where I was just so... E.G.
1: Ironman (laughs) triathlon.
2: But I was so frustrated because I could not get motivated. So I started wearing my running shorts to bed. like Literally, so when I got out of bed, I was like, okay, I'm already in my running shorts. I might as well go. And I know it's a little extreme, but it worked for me. It was like, put your running shorts on, son. That way you get out of bed. There's no lollygagging. You're hitting the road, you know, so I think a nighttime success ritual can lead to a really powerful early morning success ritual as well.
1: So I'd encourage you, if you don't have those, just experiment with it and see if you can, you can, uh, you have an opportunity to create and design it any way you want to, but figure out what's going to help you most. What are the things that if you did them Every day with consistency, the benefit would really start to pile up and over the course of time make a very dramatic difference in your performance and, and really in your life. That's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But beyond daily, there are also some things that you can do on other cycles, like there may be some weekly rituals or even monthly rituals. Let's just throw out some examples that I think our listeners could consider of, of rituals that you've found to be helpful in your life. I think
0: the weekly focus for me, again, this is something we learned from Tommy, but just going ahead and planning out the week instead of letting the week plan you and uh, really defining what are the three wins for this week and what, what are if when I get through the end of this week, what are the three things that I want to have done that if I get this done, it will be a, a successful week. So I try to do that Sunday night, Monday morning and, and really lean into that from a weekly standpoint. And I feel it when I don't do it. I feel just a little unsettled. I feel... Like, I'm not as. Monday morning feels
2: a lot different if you've not reflected on Sunday about what the week's gonna look like. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I just have better weeks when they're planned out.
2: Shane, how about you? I would say, you know, for me, and I'm gonna build on the weekly. What helps me is when I look at that weekly, I look back a week to assess, and it's almost that after action review. Okay, how did this week go? Did it set up like I thought it was going to? And usually, sometimes it's close, but sometimes it's way off, and that's helpful. And then I look forward two weeks, and I kind of look ahead to my calendar, and I think, so. because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes for me, there are, there's stuff I need to do this week in preparation for a couple weeks out, and always having that couple weeks ahead outlook helps me get ready for a good week. And just like you said, I, typically, I like to do mine on Friday's afternoons. But, by, I mean, at the minimum, I like to do it by Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But if I can do it on Friday, I kind of have this head start to the weekend. And I'm thinking about the, week, the, the next week coming about. Um, and that's helped me a great deal.
1: I love that, I, the, and the idea. I do the same thing between Friday and Sunday, but I love the idea of looking at a few weeks because there are clearly some things that you want to do that take more prep. There's some things that require you to just book a reservation further out, um, and, and i fact, I'll, I'll use that to um, kind of transition. One, an example of a ritual is a date night mm-hmm. with your spouse or the person, the significant other in your life, or maybe you've got kids. And you want to make sure that on a regular basis, you're connecting with them one-on-one. So that's a good ritual. Um, You may just need uh, an area of your life that may not be any fun, pay the bills and do all the administrative things you have to do to um, just stay afloat as an individual or family, but make that a ritual. You know, can you do that every other Tuesday night or every Thursday night or whatever it needs to be, and then get focused and minimize the amount of
2: time that it takes the time and energy that it takes well something you've talked about and written about as well david is the power of blocking time and putting that into your ritual as well like look out ahead and say you know what i am going to need x amount of time to work on that project that's due or i'm going to need x amount of time to knock out emails they don't just happen right you have to plan it and so i'm going to need x amount of time for the date night but having a ritual to kind of look at your calendar and block time accordingly so that you can actually have time to get stuff done and that way you don't get frustrated.
1: Yep, love it. Uh, I would even say think of your personal development as a ritual opportunity. In other words, things that you want to read, things you want to listen to or watch or attend. Can you find a rhythm to that? For example, I like to listen to audiobooks while I'm working out. I know a lot of people, probably most people when they go work out, they wear headphones. That's what I see at the gym. I'm going to bet a lot of them are just listening to music and there's nothing wrong with that. But actually when I walk out and I've worked out and I've learned something from a book that I've been going through, and sometimes it's just fiction. It's it's just, you know, for fun, but I really like that. So you have to be a little bit intentional about that too. But if you think about development as a a ritual. Mm-hmm. I think you'll just you'll make more progress. Yeah.
2: That Southern Living Magazine podcast gets you motivated, man. <laughs> you run like a a phenom when you do that. You laugh. We did. <laughs> We did some
1: videos for Southern Living for Chick-fil-A. I know so, you did. I so. love it.
2: I love <laughs> yeah. it. You're yeah. a, you're a, you're a hot item on Southern Living, man. <laughs> yeah. I love
1: easy it. now, easy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to actually ask Jeff to talk about a project that we worked on recently um, and we're proud of and we're starting to just share with others. So Jeff, yeah, this is a little commercial break here.
0: Yeah, it's elevator pitch and one of the things we want to do is we want to help turn your ideas into reality and sustain them. But a great idea, what we've discovered, is a great idea communicated poorly is a stalled idea. And how many ideas are in the graveyard right now just because they weren't communicated very well. So we've been working with entrepreneurs and pastors and leaders for quite a while, helping them craft their messaging. And our brand promise, we always ask people, what what is your brand promise? Our brand promise for myelevatorpitch.net is minimum words and maximum results. We feel like we can craft your message, help you craft your message in such a way that it can generate traction and momentum. Because a great idea communicated effectively generates momentum. So uh, we're excited about it. It's actually, we've actually, we are Launch University, but so our credibility was on the line. Could we launch anything? And so yeah. we finally we did. have.
1: <laughs> so you can go to myelevatorpitch.net and check it out. You can also go to our regular website, which is launch university. that's Y-O-U, the, spell out the rest of university but wow, you, university, uh, com, and you can get there as well if you go you're going to see that we put together about 10 different videos and a whole pdf guide to help you work through your own pitch so uh, a good resource we think it, it, it can really be helpful if you're just willing to invest a little bit of time uh, to check it out
2: and, and really this is our uh, are the way that we continue to help launchers be difference makers, and yeah. that's what you signed up for. I mean, you're trying to be a difference maker, and this is a way to be able to do that. And
0: just you know, we just want to encourage you, launchers. Spend so much time launching the project, and very few time trying to craft how you communicate it, mm. and that's really where it can fall if you're not careful.
1: For sure. All right, so let's let's come back to our mid-year reset topic. We've been through a couple of ours. The rest and reflect—that's R A and R B. Rest and reflect—that's one, and and rituals—that's the second R. Let's go to the third R, which is recommit, which is all about here you are. You've pulled, you've taken time away. Hopefully, you've thought about what went well and did not go so well. You're thinking about some of the disciplines that could propel you into the second half of the year. It's time to sort of re up and and just commit again uh, to that which is most important to you. So. We talk about that. What thoughts come to mind, guys?
2: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Jeff talk about this, but the big mistake that I make typically in this half-year review is I go, okay, for the next six months, I'm going to do this because I haven't done it in the last six months, so for the next six months, I'm going to do this. Why is that a bad idea, and is there a suggestion that you have, Jeff, that might help us? Well, this is a new idea that I've implemented this year, and I'm really excited about it. I've only, you know, five
0: months into it. But I'm like you. I love New Year's resolutions. The the problem with New Year's resolutions is there are a lot of problems with it, but they have a bad rap. Like, oh, they didn't work. Actually, they did work. They worked for a few days. (laughs) And you did actually eat well. You did exercise well. And then, sure, you you kind of fell off. And then you don't, you know, until mid-year or maybe the year, the next year. So I thought, what if you could harness the power of the first few days of January and do it not just one time a year, but 12 times a year? So I came up with this idea called first and 10. The first 10 days of every month, you pick one habit to go for 10 days. And, it's, and the good thing about it, it's only 10 days. So if, you know, if you're really struggling at day eight, you're like, I only got two more days to go. So and a, a couple of examples of this. Uh, one, of, one of the months I did 10 days of yoga, which is a little comical seeing me do yoga, right? So I had a, bought this little video, and I did 10 days of yoga right in a row. Namaste. That's right. That's right. Well, this this particular one was uh, Diamond Dallas Page. So, he goes bam when he's he doesn't say namaste. So, uh, <laughs> he's a former wrestler. This past month, I did or 2 months ago, I did no meat or chicken for 10 days. So, I didn't even go to Chick-fil-A. Can I just say
1: saying. that we at Launch University don't officially recommend <laughs> that particular <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, Especially day eleven, being I, I went. Chicken it's it's good right. to hear bad examples yeah. sometimes. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> so um, this past month, I did I think thirty. What was that? I thought thirty minutes every day for ten days.
2: So the, the so pick an idea. Th- pick an idea. It do it for do. ten days, and that creates momentum. Right. And the
0: theory is that you will some at some point, maybe some of those ideas you know stick. And it's been fun. So I've, I've told a few people this, even the guy that cuts my hair, he's like, okay, what's your first intent going to be next month when I see it? It's just been really, really cool. His 10 was, I'm going to, he's a photographer. Uh, Photography is a hobby. He goes, I'm going to go out and shoot uh, a different scene 10 days in a row. It's just, you know, it's just a really cool thing. Well, so. what I
2: love about that is, after 10 days you can celebrate the fact that yeah. you did it 10 days in a row and it motivates you to maybe set a new goal or you know what give yourself a break and wait till the next month to do the next 10 but think about where you'd be over the course of 12 months you would have done that 120 days yeah. something for 120 days that's a that's a nice little ritual to have for sure Yeah so
0: that's 120 days of positive momentum yeah. and it could be different things but it's just it's more doable than On a January first, saying for 365 days,
2: this is an easy way to recommit. Right, because you may have had a health goal that was so lofty at the beginning of the year. Now you've said, "Hey, I'm going to do yoga for 10 days." Mm -hmm. It's a great way to recommit to that goal. Right.
1: All right. I'm going to share a recommit idea that is just super basic. Hey, pull out your original plan for the year. Let's take a look. That's at a it. novel idea, <laughs> fair, David. Yeah. Let's take a look. What did I say I was going to do? Let's go back to the why. Why did you identify the things that were on that plan in the first place? Do they still matter to you? Is this still the right plan? Are you still committed to these outcomes? And uh, if so, figure out. So, what are the critical things that just need to happen over the balance of the of the year? If not, make sure you understand why it doesn't matter. But w- is there something else that should take its place? So you really just need to refresh that plan and then get recommitted
2: uh, to the plan. I'll give you a good first and 10 to build on both of those. Reread your plan for 10, 10 days, days starting next no, I like month. That's really good. I mean, just read. Because you, you touched on something, David. The why is so important. I mean, one of my whys is to be a dad my kids love to hug. Just reading that recommits me to some of the goals that I've set, but I can't remind myself if I don't read it, and that's a great point, great point.
1: This is super tactical as well, but here's what I would say. Think about the specific action items that you're going to need to be committed to. Think about the deadlines associated with them. Um, Put them on your calendar. Calendar it. Uh, and Shane, you reference block time. If, if something's going to take several hours uh, on a regular basis, go ahead and make those real appointments with yourself. Block that time out, but make it real. Don't just make it a plan. Make it something that drives your, your use of time on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Other thoughts or examples, maybe, of where you've struggled or maybe had great success.
2: Well, I think sometimes, you know, this may be a, C, a place to where you pick up the phone and you call somebody that you know cares about you or accountability partner and you just reaffirm your recommitment to a plan. And one of the ways you can do that, an idea that I've done even with you guys, is just just send you my plan for the next six months or my first intent or idea or whatever that is. but. How can I include some people into my recommitment? Because I think that's a key where you have accountability partners kind of going, hey, you said you were trying to do this over the next the course that's, that's of the good. next year. Um, that, that always helps me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, I just want to remind you that we go to the trouble of putting together the show notes. And if you listen to something and... Um, you didn't, you weren't able to write it down. Maybe you're in your car or you're working out at the gym. Go check out launchuniversity.com with university spelled Y O U. You'll see the show notes there. Uh, I'll also remind you, you can get the rocket fuel PDF. If you'll just text the word rocket to three, four, five, three, four, five, that'll be in the show notes as well. We want to encourage you to rate and review The Launch University podcast. And you do, probably the best place to do that is Apple Podcasts. Formerly, we used to refer to that as iTunes, but it's now Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't actually subscribed, we'd love to have you do that via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever you like to use. And then this is something new we're doing. We really want to stay connected to you and make sure that we're talking about the things that matter to you most. So we're, we're looking at, at starting a leave a question feature where you get to ask questions and we'll try to figure out how can we respond to those questions either through the podcast, podcast. Uh, maybe directly, maybe through a blog post. And you can do that through the website again, launchuniversity.com forward slash question, or you can call a phone number, an actual phone number, 678-678. 744-7909 and leave us a message. And again, all that will be in the show notes. We just want you to know that we're honored to have you uh, with us, for you to take time out of your schedule, spend it with us. If you feel comfortable encouraging others to do the same, love that. But we just, our our goal really is to kind of grow together. And so it's just an honor to have a chance to to just join up with you over the course of this podcast. So we're going to wrap it up with this episode around mid-year reset as you kick off the second half of 2018. I hope it is an awesome back half of the year.
0: Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's
2: helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.